Hey ladies, welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited that you're joining us on this podcast where we encourage women and inspire them to fully walk in everything that they've been called to do. We believe that each person has been created with a specific purpose and it is up to us to walk in it, to discover what it is and to allow it to fully manifest in our lives. And so each week we have conversations that allow us to evolve and grow and to fully understand and embrace the purpose call on our lives. And so ladies, without further ado, let us get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Boss Ladies Connect. I am so excited about today's guest. I have Miss Destiny here today um, talking with us about all things prayer, all things prayer pee, all things that are going on in her world. Can you guys please help me welcome Destiny to Boss Ladies Connect? How are you, Destiny? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm super excited. Um, um, we had an opportunity to chat uh, last week and we just had such a great conversation about everything surrounding prayer pee. And so before we jump into what is prayer pee, because I know people are like, what is she talking about? What is, <laughs> what is that? Can you introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and, and what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Destiny Thomas, um, but most people call me the prayer piss, And that's because I assist six figure um, women entrepreneurs with hitting seven figures um, and breaking those ceilings that they have created for themselves by taking them through an inner healing process known as prayer feet, which is prayer and God's therapy form. Um, and I also um, and I'm and I am also a prayer and discernment coach where I teach millennials how to hear from God for themselves through prayer. Um, I am an author of two books, a podcast host of Realizing Destiny podcast and a conference host as well, along with the mom and some other things. <laughs> but that's who I am. I love that. I love that. And I love Realizing Destiny. And I haven't asked you this question before, but does it have anything to do with you helping people realize their destiny? Or is it more about Destiny realizing who she has been called to be? It's funny that you asked that question because it originally started um, with, I actually was in um, an MLM for health and wellness and I was on a journey realizing destiny myself. Um, and it just kind of unfolded when I got into therapy and things like that, that it all stuck, that I was on a journey coming to the realization of who God called me to be in all areas of life, but also helping others find that out for themselves. That is cool. That is cool. I like that. Realizing destiny. I think that is so like, just speaks volumes to what our journey looks like. Because first we have to start with ourselves and really un uncovering and discovering the gifts that we have and, and how God has created us. And then in turn, turning it around or looking at ways or discovering ways in which we can utilize those gifts and those things to impact those around us. And so I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. So can you tell us the most, um, most uh, transformative and um, the vulnerability, you can't only speak to where you've been or what you're willing to go through. So yeah, I agree. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah. No. And how about that part you just said, what you're willing to go through? How about that? Because like you, you speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> What, what do you, so where did that part, that piece come from? How did you discover that that was an element or a piece that people have to be willing to allow in? From my own journey, kind of like you said, you know, I, I realized it was those most painful points of my life that I really didn't know why I was there um, or really why I was there and but I've I've found that those were the the pieces of my life that have allowed me to transform the most people's lives right and so just seeing that for example my whole journey kind of started with my infertility journey and that was that was the absolute I think darkest moment of my life uh, where I didn't know why I was here if I couldn't produce children it just was very dark for me but that one pain point in my life has literally started what I do now. It has allowed me to speak on platforms and give hope to other women that are in that same position now. It just has truly put me in a position to um, not only transform people's lives, but introduce them to the God I serve. 
And I hated that moment of my life. <laughs> um, my mind is going because I'm like, okay, she is, she mentioned vulnerability like two, three times already. And that is such an area God is dealing with me with right now. So I have tons of questions surrounding it. Um, how did you, how, how did you get to a place where you were able to actually um, be vulnerable? Because I, I find it very challenging. No one, like you said, it's, it's a tough space. No one wants to be there. Never mind sharing it. Like <laughs> what kind of process did you have to go through in order to be open to that? It's, it's funny because um, I, God led me out of my corporate job in 2017, October, 2017. And I did a vision board at the end of that year. And on that vision board, I was cutting out the little things and I came across vulnerability and I was like, or more vulnerability or something like that. And I was about to flip on through because I literally was the mantra of what happens behind closed doors stays behind closed doors. Like that's what I was taught as a child. That's how I lived my entire life. Like you would, I have a friend who's been my friend since I was eight years old. And she said, Destiny, I realized I don't know you at all. I've known you your whole life, but I don't know you at all. Like that's how good I was of letting you know what I wanted you to know. And that was it. Um, and, and I, and I kept hearing the Holy Spirit say, no, go back, put that on your board. And I put it on my board and little did I know he was giving me something because the next year, um, he had me, uh, go live actually by the end of that year, he had me begin to go live and pray for people publicly on Facebook and talk about vulnerability to the umpteenth power, because it, when you're in prayer, you can't control it. You can't, you can't hide it. Right. And you're praying for these other people, but the Holy spirit is moving. And next thing you know, you're crying on the screen or you're, you know, he has you sharing things that, that are happening in your house so that you didn't really think you were going to share. So for me, he kind of just threw me out there with it. Um, and, and, and had me see the importance of it though. And I guess that's really the big part. I always say, if you have a, if you have trouble being vulnerable in areas that God is moving in your life, then close your eyes and, and allow the Holy Spirit to show you all the people you're saying, no, I don't want to help you be free. Right. Because that's really what it is. I actually had that conversation with one of my clients today, but if you close your eyes and allow the Holy Spirit to show you every single person you're saying, I am willing to be selfish um, and not set you free because of how I think I may be perceived when the reality is people go through what I'm going through, you know, um, that was kind of it for me. Like I, I, I knew it was uncomfortable. I, I knew I would probably get judged and things like that. But when I thought about all of the women who begin to message me and DM me, when I started sharing my infertility journey that said, I felt like I was, I was in on this journey alone. Like nobody will understand, but you said the exact words I said yesterday, like that is what freed me, honestly. And so I would say that, you know, make sure you focus on um, those people that need your story or need where you are. And I realized it could be the smallest things like, oh my gosh, I jumped out and followed God, but now I don't know how I'm paying my bills. Like even sharing that, um, it set other people free because it, it reminded them that yes, you are in an uncomfortable position, but how much do you really trust God too? So that's what I would say. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I'm I'm listening to you and I'm like, okay, Lord. <laughs> okay, you know what? Because I think that prior to this year, well, last year, the end of last year, I thought I was pretty vulnerable because I'll share, like I'll talk about stuff. Like I don't have a problem talking about stuff. But what someone said to me is there's a difference between honesty and vulnerability. I, it shut me down. I was like, I'll be honest all day now. You ask me what happened, I'll tell you what happened. I could tell you the situation and the scenario. But when you begin to want to know like, okay, well, what was going on inside of me, right? Like how, how was I feeling about it? Like, was it breaking me down? That was like another space that I was kind of like, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm working on that. I'm working, I'm working through that process and it's, you know, uncomfortable in a new space, but God has definitely showed me the importance of being able to connect in that way, to connect with him and mm -hmm. to connect with other people in that way. So tell us about prayerapy. What exactly is prayerapy? So prayerapy is, um, I like to be very careful when I use it, but I'm going to explain what it is and it is what it is, but it is very much so like therapy. I've been through therapy when I've struggled infertility, um, but it's completely Holy Spirit led therapy. And the reason why I have to make that 
difference is because, and these are my own personal experiences, but in, in therapy, um, I did a lot of the talking, right? The therapist might ask a probing question, but I did most of the talking. So I'm kind of talking through my own thoughts. The difference in therapy is you start, we have what is called a venting session. And you kind of talk about whatever's on your mind and talk through those thoughts. But as the client is speaking, the Holy Spirit is giving me deeper insight into what you're saying. So you may say something like, you know, lately I've been feeling overwhelmed and feeling like everybody I reach out to doesn't is not available to me. Um, and he may say something like, yes, Leticia, that's me doing that because I'm actually putting you in a season of isolation to learn how to trust me right? So it's giving you a whole different perspective to your situation, right? And not only is he saying that, but he's also drilling down your deep-rooted issues. So he may say something like, um, you have a uh, identity issue where you have learned the importance of putting your identity in other things and other people, um, and I'm pushing you out to the forefront because you're used to being in the background, right? He may say something like you're, you operate from a spirit of rejection where you don't like putting yourself out there because you don't wanna give anybody the opportunity to reject you. So he's digging deep, right? Um, and so we kind of talk through those thing, things as he brings them up. We find out where the seed of those things were planted, how they were rooted. Um, and then we end this session with uh, prophetic journaling. Um, and what that is, is the Holy Spirit will lead me to play a specific song for you. And while that song is playing, we are both journaling. You are asking God specific questions that you have on your heart to ask him and getting an answer. And at the same time, I'm writing a prophetic letter for you from him based on things that came up in the session or things you intentionally did not bring up in the session, but they should have been brought up. And I will read it to you. And people, <laughs> you get all types of, I mean, you get a lot of crying, of course, because they're like, oh my gosh, he literally hears me when I felt like he didn't hear me. Like, cause he will, I mean, it's been so mind blowing because some people he's had me call them pet names that only like their grandmother called them. And they be like, oh my God, like, and, but that's just how good God is. That's how intentional he is. But the importance of the session is really so you identify those deep rooted things. Um, but he also gives you clarity and instruction on how to move forward. And a lot of times um, we have, you know, those, we know, oh, I was abandoned. We know I was rejected, but okay. All you're telling people is I was abandoned and rejected. And that's why I act like this because you're being triggered, but you're not doing anything different. And it's really about changing your life. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So I heard, or I think I hear that the giftings that you move in is like prophetic and the intercessor and, and prayer. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, are, is there any other ones that maybe I'm not thinking about that the area and direction that you move in? Well, I, oh, I call it overall an inner healing session. That's really what it is. Okay. Um, yeah, that's really what it is. It's inner healing through um, prophetic, through the prophetic. Yeah. I love, I love it. My first of all, my spirit is like, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, so how did you, how did, how did you discover that this is what you've been called to do, or even how to like get, put the whole session together? Um, when, when was the first time that you realized that this is like something that you've been called to? So I, I didn't, I kind of fell upon it second plan, but um, so October, the quickest version of my story is I actually had to go through my own prayer piece session. Uh, when I was battling infertility, I got to a point where I said, you know, I, I began to hear God um, about it. And I was like, God, why did it take three and a half years for me to hear from you? Like, I've been crying out. I've been, I've served you my whole life. Like what, what was going wrong? And he was like, well, Destiny, uh, the entire time you weren't praying to me at all, you were just venting. And I was like, what? I was crying, crying, like in the fetal position. Like, what do you mean I wasn't praying? And he was like, right, you were venting. He was like, you were just pouring out your heart to me and your frustrations and your anger, but you never sat still long enough to let me respond. Um, he was like, because if you would have let me respond, I would have let you know that there were some issues you were struggling in when it came to rejection, abandonment, and loss of identity that I wanted you to go through first to, um, to be able to open your room for the mother I called you to be. And he was right. I actually went through a, a huge uh, a transition of finding out my identity with my father and all this before I got like, and I found that out. I said, Lord, whatever needs to be revealed to open my womb, let it come. And it came. And two months later, I was pregnant. So God was right. 
but I said, God, I don't, I never want to vent anymore. Like I want to be able to hear you be intentional. And so he gave me the six step process and the six step process really taught me the importance of being still and listening to God. Like, how dare you go in prayer to the one who has all the answers, but leave still making decisions on your own was something he said. And so he gave me that process. I went through inner healing with him through the identity and all of that. And then in October, 2017 is when he told me to leave my corporate job. And I was like, to do what? Like, what are we about to do? <laughs> Cause uh, honey got bills. What are we about right. to do? <laughs> and um, he said, if he said, do you want to live in your purpose or not? And I said, I do because I loved, I liked my job, but it was a void there. I knew I wasn't doing what God called me to do. I knew I had overstayed my welcome, I guess I should say. So I jumped, I left and he said, I want you to write your infertility story in a book. And I want you to go live and pray for people. And I said, hold on. So you had me leave my corporate job. Now you're making no money and you want me to go live on, at 10 o'clock at night to pray for people every night. I could have did that after work, God. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I started going out. It took me a week because I was like, this just doesn't make sense. And we try to make sense of God. Like, this doesn't make sense. Not only that, but my husband was like, uh, I know you hear from God, honey. But I was this- just about <laughs> to say, like, okay, was, the, was your spouse on board? Because all this needs to align. <laughs> Listen, this is my my husband's exact words. He said, Destiny, I know you don't play about when you say you hear from God. And he said, because of that, I'm going to say, okay, but it doesn't make any sense to me. And when I say he meant every word he said, he meant, and he was going to let me know every day that it did not make no sense what I was doing, but he was going to be okay with it. So it, it definitely was, um, it was hard. I, I would never tell anybody it wasn't hard. Um, because here you are like, and, and the six step process is what had me hearing from God. So I would go in prayer every morning using that six step process and the Lord would really give me direction. Like, okay, today I want you to go live at this time. This is what I want you to start doing. This is how I want you to write your book. Like he literally based on that, connected me with this lady who gave me a rundown of how to write a book in like one message. And I was like, oh my gosh, but it's really about giving God your yes. God, I don't know how this is going to get done, but just I'm willing. Okay. So I started going live and praying for people every night and people from all over the world were coming on the live, London, Paris, places I ain't been to yet, if I be honest. And when I would pray for them, I thought it was going to be something like simple, like you're taught in prayer, like, dear Lord, we pray. No, he was reading people's journal entries right on live. Like, and they're like, oh my, I just prayed that last night. Like, how did you know that? I'm like, I don't, I literally just heard and said, heard and said. And they were like, can you teach me? And I was like, teach you? No, I'm still trying to figure out how this is happening. If I can, <laughs> if I can be honest. And um, so I was like, you know what? I'm on this journey with God. I'm going to go before God and see what he wants me to do with this. And he said, yes, this is where your purpose lies. I want you to teach them how you hear from me. And I was like, but I don't know how. And he's like, yes, you do. The six-step process. And so I was like, is it going to work for everybody? He said, everybody that I send to you. And it has worked for everybody that I, that he sent. And so I begin to, um, I started with purpose-filled prayer. It's actually a coaching class that I offer. Um, it used to be four weeks, but now it's six months. And so it's, I started with that with a group of people. And in there, we would use the, the template. Um, and we would also have prayer piece sessions. I would have one with them weekly, I believe, at that time. Um, and that's when God started re- revealing the inner healing and all of that. And then he said, okay, now I want you to offer prayer pee only to the public. And I started offering it to the public and it has went since then. And that was June of 2018. I think I had my first purposeful prayer class. Wow. Wow. I'm over here taking those because I have so many questions. Okay. So you were talking about um, the Holy Spirit. You're just being led by the Holy Spirit. And one thing that really stood out to me is sometimes we, we can so limit God. Like the Holy Spirit is reading people's journals right now, right? Going in and identifying things that it, it takes years for some people to understand or uncover in therapy. And it just makes me think like how, how sometimes we minimize like the power that resides within us, right? So that was number one. That was the first thing I was thinking about. But then you were talking about surrender. I just did a podcast today about surrendering to God. And I tell you, sometimes we think, or I'll speak for myself. I think that like, I've got this, I'm surrendering, I'm surrendering just to find out that no, you really are not surrendering. <laughs> like, you, really, you really are not. This is like a daily minute to minute 
day-to-day thing. It's not like once a week or (laughs) once a month or when you can't, you know, you've been hitting your head against the wall and you're just finally like, okay, what should I be doing? Um, God's been dealing with me about that and just telling me that also, you know, with the surrender process comes the obedience. Mm -hmm. Like, have you really surrendered if you are not obeying him? Right. How, How are you moving in that space? And so, I just, I'm just sitting here like, okay, Lord. (laughs) So I got two questions for you. Mm -hmm. I read, okay. For the person listening who might feel like, like, okay, Destiny, I don't know if I want to talk to Destiny because she's going to read me. Like, I don't know if you know. I remember when I was younger, I grew up like around a lot of prophetic things and stuff like that. And I remember being afraid. I remember being like, oh Lord, just can I just sit in this church without them calling me up and telling my stuff, right? So how do you, um, what do you think about that? Or how do you respond to people who, um, I guess maybe are always thinking that you're about to, like the Holy Spirit is about to give you a download just because they say hello to you. had that before someone because in the beginning stages you know I used to get my my actual phone number out a little bit more freely than I do now of course um and one girl called me one day and she was like hey Destiny and I was like hey she's like so what's God saying and I'm like about what like what do you mean so absolutely not that is not how that works <laughs> um now obviously if I'm talking to you and, and you ask me to go in prayer for you and I begin to pray obviously he will download but no it's nothing like that um now discernment is real right so if I'm around somebody and I can hear the Holy Spirit saying no don't trust them and all those things yes but not like oh my gosh she's out here doing the do like no it's not like that no it's a it's a gift you know and he allows destiny to be destiny (laughs) and then when I am operating in my ministry or in my calling he allows my it's kind of like you know when you work in the grocery mart I mean the grocery store right when you have your uniform on you're a worker (laughs) when you don't you're your regular self so yeah yeah I just want to make it practical because I know some people are like I'm thinking about my like 20 year old kids and they're kind of you know they're kind of like spooky oh she's gonna say like no, and and even I think even in that, if if the Lord gives you something about someone else, He also gives you, like you said, discernment. Is this something I'm supposed to just pray about, or is this something I'm supposed to share? Is this for now? Is this for later? Like, <laughs> the goal is for you to realize your destiny, right? So, right. Um, so that was one question. But another thought that came to my mind is just for me. Um, I used to do a lot of praise dance dancing and I used to do a lot of prophetic dancing and for me to even be able to move into that vein, like I had to fast, I had to like, um, be studying. I had to see, um, God's heart for that song and like how he wanted, like, I, I would literally see the vision of the movements and, you know, before I actually did them. So I know that there's like crazy preparation and I was just, you know, ministering and dance what is the preparation like for you to be able to, um, to do this full-time, to have, to do prayer be full-time? I wouldn't say it's any more preparation than anyone else has to do when they're operating in ministry. Um, but you do have to, I have to have very, uh, clear boundaries, right? I have to be that. And that was hard for me in the beginning. Um, because you don't realize how much of other people's stuff you can take with you. Um, so you have to have very clear boundaries. I have to have very clear. So like I said, when, before we got up here, um, there are certain days of the week, I don't, I don't be as accessible um, or on Sundays in particular, I'm not accessible at all. And those are so I can make sure I am always cutting it off. You have to have a time where you cut it off and you really just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. That's when I go to church and I'm refilled by my, um, my covering and those kind of things. But of course, fasting, that's, you got to fast, you got to pray, you got to, um, you, you have, for me personally, for what I do, I have to be confident in my hearing of God, right. To be able to decipher, is this destiny's emotions? Is this God is so, so I've had, I do these, me and God do these, uh, testing things. So there's times where I say, Lord, I want to be tested. 
to like to heighten my my hearing of you. Uh, one time I, I asked him to test me and I ended up losing, missing out on an air, a free airplane ticket. I kept hearing him say, do it. But I was like, I want to test it. Just once again, I, I, I was willing to lose out on it just to make sure I heard him clearly. Um, so I do things like that. Um, him and I do those things together. But yeah, really fasting, uh, praying, reading your word. Um, but I think those are for anybody who does ministry, you need those things. But boundaries and cutting it off is going to be your biggest part. Because with this type of work, it's really making sure you're always being led by the Holy Spirit. Because the thing about it is I tell people all the time, yes, this is what I do full time. But if God tells me to stop doing prayer for you tomorrow, I want to always be willing to tell him yes. I don't want to be moved by the people. I don't want to be moved by the money. I want to be serving God. And that is what I'm doing. I'm serving him. And if he says, hey, your assignment here is done, I'm willing to cut it off. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you, how would you tell someone else who's trying to figure out, how do I know if I'm moving by emotions or if, if this is like spirit led? What are some of the maybe identifiers for you? Well, number one, it has to be backed by the Bible. If it is, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people be out here doing that, I'm like, no, I've never seen that in the Bible in my life. Okay, give so me it, all your coins, all of them now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so it definitely has to be backed by God's word. Um, and even in, in the, the process that I take my clients through, the last piece of it, number six, is confirmation by the word. Have God take it, take you to his word, give you scripture to back up anything you just heard him say. Um, the second thing I would say is, is ask yourself, is this something the enemy would ask me to do? right? Because a lot of times we're like, oh, I heard pay for somebody's groceries, but I didn't know if that was God. Well, it definitely ain't the enemy telling you to bless nobody. I mean, like, we, we got to use I don't want to say common sense, but we got to use common sense, right? Like the, the enemy's not out here saying, go pray for that person, you know? So those kind of things, it's kind of, you know, evident. Um, and then, um, I mean, really, those would be the two. Is it backed by his word? And is, and is it something that you think the enemy would actually tell you to do? And that usually can clear it up real easy. Um, but what I always like to tell people, because I feel like we use that as a crutch to not move. We use that as a reason to stay stuck. Um, the reality is God is a graceful and merciful father, right? The, the, the reality is that God honors our intention to be obedient to him. And one thing God told me is, Destiny, even if you think it's me this much, like a tiny minuscule amount, that is enough for you to go and trust me to reroute you and give you a new detour if you went wrong. But I'm always going to honor your intention to do what you think I'm telling you to do. And I think if we, we took that concept and change our perception on that, there would be a lot more people living in their calling, being obedient, um, because we, because of how most people um, are raised and how most people were judged all their lives or told, oh my gosh, I can't believe you made that wrong choice. We do that with God and we're like, God, confirm it one more time, one more time. And he's confirmed it a hundred times and you still haven't moved. And we're like, I'm waiting on God. You're not waiting on God because if you think it's him just this much, that's all you need. So that's what I would say. Yeah, God's like, trust me. Like, like, just trust me, just trust me. I love that. I love that. Um, so when someone goes through prayer P with you, um, I know you mentioned like a couple of programs, um, at the end of their, their cycle, do they, do they now know how to do prayer P for themselves and have inner healing and have inner healing sessions with themselves? Or was this just a, um, a session to help them get clarity in like a certain area um, of their life that they're trying to move forward in? Um, they should definitely be able to do it on their own. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, with the, with the tools that are giving, you should definitely be able to do it on your own. Now, I do say it, and that's why I changed my model a little bit because people who I now have prayer peace sessions with are people who um, they've, probably went to therapy, right? They went to um, uh, counseling, they went to, you know, they've had those things and they still uh, are, they're at this point in their life where they've reached success, quote unquote, but they're still a void somewhere. Um, and that's why I changed my business model to kind of focus more on those people. And then my programs really are the starting 
pieces where, you know, you learn the six steps that I give my people, you work with those. And then once you kind of go through my program, it, you do prayer pee like that. Um, but absolutely, you should be able to go through your, and even in my book that I wrote, How Prayerapy Saved My Marriage, it gives you the steps of how to go through prayerapy on your own, because it really is about vulnerability with God. I say the, the deeper, the more vulnerable, the more honest and transparent you are with God, the more he will reveal himself to you. And that's where the inner healing happens. Um, so yes, you could definitely, your own, most of my clients, um, like if they, let's say they sign up for my monthly membership for prayer P, it's really for that accountability, right? So they're busy. They don't really, they try to work on their time with God and being intentional, but it falls to the wayside sometimes. And so they've implemented the clarity that they got from the last session, but we'll meet probably the next month just to see where they are, um, how they're implementing things. Like for example, if in the first session we had you, you were brought, it was brought to your attention that you're operating from a spirit of rejection, we'll kind of see by the next session, how have you been able to identify how that is operating in your business or in your marriage or in your life? Um, but yeah, you can absolutely, you should be able to absolutely do it on your own. Most of my purpose-filled prayer client, actually all of them, I could probably hire them on as a prayer office tomorrow and they would do amazing, yeah. Not the expansion. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, wait, I, I wanted to interrupt you, but you were on a roll, but I, we need to go back to how prayer piece saved my marriage. <laughs> I did not know you wrote that book. So <laughs> buying that, <laughs> but can you talk a little bit about that? How did prayer piece save your marriage? <laughs> Um, prayer be saved my marriage because um so in so in the book each chapter is about a previous relationship in my life whether it was with my mother my father relationships um and how the holy spirit kept trying to bring to my attention that i was operating from rejection abandonment and loss of identity but i just ignored it right the person the relationship wouldn't work and i'm like oh that was their loss or you know i just didn't want to be with them you know and we do those things um or my my parents worked a lot or my dad wasn't in my life those kind of things and you're like well that was their loss i'm gonna just make something of myself so they can see what they missed out on but really not really not being honest with yourself of how those things affect you you're right it may be that person's loss but how is it affecting you because as we all know how it affected you is how you're going to move forward in your other relationships after that right and so it wasn't until i got married um, and i started going through infertility that i realized how broken i really was and how i was actually putting a lot of that on my husband to carry and it wasn't fair um and so God began to reveal it <laughs> and he, you know, gave me an, a, 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 an option. He said, either you confront it now at this point, or, or you're probably going to be in divorce somewhere because you're, you're not healthy. Right. Um, my mind wasn't healthy. You know, people, women make jokes like, oh my gosh, you know, I made up in my head where he was going and how, what he was doing. And you're not well, <laughs> like, you know, it, like you're not, but you're taking things from previous relationships and you're calculating these things in your head and the imagination is a real thing, right? You could really formulate a whole story you in your head. You can have a whole book. Oh, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, 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 uh, the speedometer says you were this many miles, mm -hmm, like all mm -hmm. of that. Right. And, and it's just not right. And it's not healthy and it, it's not fair to the other person, you know? And so, um, going through therapy, the Lord, I mean, it was painful though. I it was just going to ask you because we're talking about therapy. We're talking about inner healing. And I think, you know, people, may have the misconception that it's not going to be a process that is challenging mm. right and and painful mm -hmm. um and and i'm just listening to some of your stuff because i'm going through my my little my little but my time now as well and i'm like just the other day i was like this is not fun this is not fun but i'm committed at the top of the year i was like i'm committed to doing hard things mm -hmm. because at the end of the day I want to live the life that God created for me here on earth. And I don't want anything. I don't want any baggage. I don't want any strongholds to be keeping me from walking in that purpose and walking in that space. But I think that sometimes people, you know, they might have the assumption they don't, they're not prepared for the work mm -hmm. that is a part of that process. And that has a lot to do with why I 
changed my business model with with the exception of God telling me to do it too. But um, that had a lot to do with it too, because, you know, where I was doing therapy before, it was getting kind of anybody, but mentally they weren't prepared for it. And you do have to be prepared for that type of work, that type of confrontation, because the reality is God knows everything, even the things that we don't know. Sorry. Um, but God knows everything, even the things that we don't know, you know? And so in prayer, P, there can be things brought up that you, you didn't know. Like for me, for example, um, when God began to reveal to me that I was operating from the spirit of rejection and abandonment, um, I thought it was just because my dad wasn't there. But when the Holy Spirit was like, well, I want you to ask me to reveal to you the seed of rejection, where it was planted, where did it start? it actually was planted in the womb when my mom told my dad that she was pregnant with me. So it just gives a different type of, you know, um, that's a different type of process. And so, you know, those kind of things come up, you know, or, you know, even, even, I mean, just being completely honest, there's things like child molestation that people were like, well, I knew when I'm around this person, I had these feelings, but I didn't really know why. I do remember vaguely being left in a room with it, like stuff like, I mean, real things come up, you know? And so it is a very, very painful process, but I always say it's only painful because God is trying to strip you of a reality that you've lived for so long that isn't really your reality. And so that's what makes it hard. That is so good. The reality that you have lived with for so long, that is not really your reality. Like you have created it. <laughs> you have, whether it be to cope, whether it be to, yeah, basically to cope. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So um, Destiny, can you tell us or share with us um, some of the resources that you have? So I know you've mentioned like a lot of different things, but uh, maybe we can just go through. I know you mentioned like two books and um, the the six month program and then a shorter program. If you can kind of just share exactly what you offer in case someone is interested and how about also who who it would best serve, like at what position in, in your life or whatever you're looking for, it would best serve so that people can just have a really good idea of how um, they can infuse therapy in their in their lives. Absolutely. So I have a discerning God's voice for yourself track. That's what I call it. So you would start with, um, I have a free ebook called um, the five barriers that stop you from hearing from God. So you can get that on uh, at realizingdestiny.com. And then next you, most people take this track. So next they would do a DIY service, which is a webinar or a masterclass that is recorded. You take notes and kind of implement. That's where you get the six steps, kind of that. Um, and then I offer a, uh, an evergreen program so where you can log in with your own user id and password that's called purpose in prayer that in that course you will learn how to discern god's voice for yourself you will learn how to be obedient to god and and move swiftly you will learn the importance of being still and listening for the voice of god and you learn how to rewrite your vision for god's vision and that's very very important because i take my students through a um a vision boarding project where we literally create a vision board but it's god's vision board and i have a student um, I have well, uh, all of them done it, but one, when she did it, the Holy Spirit told her she was actually separated and they were about to be divorced. Like they went through that time period of separation where they could be divorced. And the Lord said, I'm going to re, um, I'm going to restore your marriage. They only had one child. He said, I'm going to give you a, a minimum of two more children. And I'm going to, um, you're going to now be a full-time entrepreneur and author. And I'm going to build a house from the ground up for you. And you're going to get it for half the price, but it's going to be worth double. And at this very moment, all of that has happened in the, her life. Right. And it's the importance of being aligned with what God's plan and purpose is for you. We could re recite Jeremiah 29, 11 so much that we know that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. However, we're not in alignment with what it is. Um, so I have that course. That is where you kind of do it on your own. Uh, without me there. And then I have purpose filled prayer. That's the six month course where we do all of the things in, uh, in the first course, but you do it with me and you also get bi-weekly um, prayer piece sessions with me because we're taking you through the inner healing process while we're rewriting the vision. So you have the mindset to walk into your new, and then I have prayer piece sessions. So that's the track. And then I have the two books um, just for women who struggle with infertility or need, a, uh, need assistance with their trust in God. Those both stories show me the importance of really 
not just singing and saying that I trust God, but really putting your money where your mouth is. <laughs> I, I love all of this. Um, and as I'm listening to you, it's, it's been such a blessing. Like literally my spirit is like, yes, <laughs> jumping. Um, because it, it's, it's reminding me and it's like reigniting things that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me and times with him that have just been so like on point. And I think we get so busy, right? We get so busy in life. And, and a lot of times when we are at our lowest is when we're like, okay, Lord, you know, now I'm surrendering, now I'm on my face. And we have these encounters and then blessings come and then we forget, like we're back into our own, um, our own rhythm or we think we've got it. And so mm -hmm. I love the fact that you have the monthly thing because it also, we do, we get distracted, like we are human and we get distracted and we get off course. But if we could really just stay um, in touch with God and stay in touch with the Holy Spirit, we would have a lot less stuff going on. <laughs> right. And that's why with each program, I do offer accountability uh, groups. So I, I'm very intentional. One, one thing God told me before he put me out on this whole journey was destiny. Um, I'm going to use you to bring back the importance of the body of Christ and how important every part of the body is. And so I am a strong advocate for that. Like my, my, the people in my community, they're probably the first people you're going to see at every conference I have, they're going to be like, if I have a speaking engagement or have people where I can invite, they're going to be the first people I choose when they write their books, I advertise them because that is the, that's the whole purpose of the kingdom to really, um, give people what you have so they can give you what they have like to build each other up and and so yeah the accountability piece is big even for me like i went through having covid i had a death in the family like it was december was a hard month but i had them to say hey i am not as strong as i usually am and they called and poured into me and we got on the phone together and they just prayed over me on facetime so that's important it's it's very important because even as the leader you still need somebody to hold your arms up like they did moses i mean that's just bible right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and true because <laughs> You got to pour into, I, I can definitely, and the, and the Holy Spirit has been talking to me about that. Like you have to be making sure that you're carving out the time to be poured into because you can't keep pouring out to other people um, from an empty space. Like it just, it is very hard. <laughs> it's very <laughs> and, and deadly like <laughs> to do that. So um, I love this. I love this. So can you Please tell everybody where they can reach you, how they can sign up for these different programs. And then if there's any last words you'd like to leave anyone um, about therapy or about, you know, anything, the Holy Spirit might be telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. So you can find me on realizingdestiny.com. Right when you go to um, that website, it'll ask you, are you just coming for a prayer piece session or do you want to go on the track of discerning God's voice for yourself? And all those um, courses will come up for you. Um, I actually have a free uh, seven day prayer challenge going on right now. Um, so that is actually in place of the ebook, but that's going on right now for seven days. And that has been powerful. This is only the second day, but um, so you can find me at realizingdestiny.com or on Instagram at realizing underscore destiny or on Facebook at destiny, realizing destiny, Thomas. Um, I don't have anything going on right now, except for the challenge. I have two classes going on right now, so I don't have any openings for the six month classes. Um, but yeah, I would just say really realize the importance of allowing God to lead. You know, I think it, we, we make it so optional. Um, but one thing that God told me, and it changed my perspective, not only on my relationship with God, but on life. <laughs> was um, he said, Destiny, I'm disheartened, I'm hurt, heartbroken, and I'm just upset. And I said, well, God, when you look at the world today, you have a lot of reasons why, <laughs> but um, enlighten me, tell me why. And he said, Destiny, because not those that don't say they're mine, but those that call themselves my children, they say I'm a good father. They say I'm always on time. They recite Jeremiah 29, 11 and say, I have a plan and a purpose or a purpose and a plan for their lives. Um, however, their actions say that they believe I'm a deadbeat father. And I was like, whoo, let's get heavy. Why won't we, right? I said, okay, well, what does that mean? And he said, because a good father 
a good father leaves a blueprint for his children. So if I'm, if I have a plan and a purpose for your life, that's an expectation. What kind of father would I be to, to birth you with an expectation, but not give you the blueprint of how to achieve the expectation? Whereas a deadbeat father produces fruit and they leave that fruit to figure it out on their own. And my children are out here choosing who they want to marry, choosing what career they want to take, choosing what, what they want to do with their lives. And they're living their lives like day by day, not like they have a blueprint. And I said, hmm. So are you saying it's as easy as just coming to you every day and asking what it is you want me to do with my day and you telling me and doing it? He said, absolutely. And that is why I begin to get intentional about seeking God every day and saying, Lord, what is it? Now I'm human. I have a newborn. It, I have days where it doesn't work out that way. But the majority of the time I go before God and I say, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do today? And I realized that balance wasn't real, but order is. And when I go before God and ask him what he wants me to do today, I please my husband, I please my children, and I get my work done. And I don't have a to-do list of 50 things, but I have a to-do list of five and all 50 get done. And so when we change our perspective and we really realize the importance of allowing God to be God, allowing God to lead, direct, and do all the things he promised to do, that our lives are so much easier and so less complicated. So that's what I would just encourage people to, to, to stop making him optional and realize that when you make him priority, like his order says to do, um, that your life is actually so much easier. He doesn't tell us to do that for like to, to make us burdened is honestly because it's what's best for us. Girl, I'm over here like, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, Jesus. Yes, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. But this has been a great conversation and I plan on typing my way over to realizing destiny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for being on Boss Ladies Connect. And um, I just, I know that this has been impactful for those that are listening. And I'm super um, thankful for your obedience, you know, your willingness to, to uh, surrender, to listen and to, to obey, you know, the will of God. And I just can't imagine the amount of lives that are being impacted um, because of your faithfulness. And so thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so, I had such a great time. Let me stop talking, but thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. I definitely appreciate it. I, I definitely appreciate it. Hey guys. So have you heard about the Confident and Purpose program? It is a 90 day program that is going to help you launch you into the more confident you, the version of you who understands who you are, understands what your purpose is, understands what your gifts are, and are actively working to pursue those things. Y'all, I'm so excited about this program. If you are a woman of faith and you know that there is more for you, if you are ready to walk into your next, if you are tired of being on your nine to five, living an unfulfilled life, or if you are tired of just pouring out and serving and investing in everyone else, but not investing in yourself, and you know that there is a call on your life, you know that there is something more that you absolutely should be doing, and you know that time is a ticking and you need to begin to execute those things and make those things a reality, but yet you find yourself having trouble um, making time for yourself and being consistent and even identifying what it is that you should be doing, girl, this is the program for you. We are going to spend 90, this program is going to be 90 days and we're going to walk you through the process of understanding those things so that you can courageously redefine your life, unlock your gifts, create a strategic goal completion plan, give yourself permission to dream and execute those dreams. Y'all, it is so possible. In this space, we offer accountability. We offer community. Um, there'll be a digital workbook that will go along with that. And you'll get a spiritual and natural gift assessment. So you will be super clear on what you've been called to do, the areas that you've been called to show up in. Girl, you know what that means? That means clarity. That means direction. That means that you know when to say no and you know when to say yes. 
yes, girl. It makes your yeses easier and your no's a whole lot easier because you understand your purpose. You're living a life full of intentionality, which allows you to show up as your best self in every single area of your life. When you invest in you, it automatically benefits those around you. And so so many of us, we, we want our kids to live their best life. We want our kids to do the best that they possibly can, but we haven't been that example for them. It starts with us. And so I'm so excited about this program. There is an application process, so you want to click the link in the show notes in order to apply for the program. Once you apply for the program, if your application is accepted, we will hop on a purpose strategy call. And that call will serve as your second interview, but you'll also will also get to know each other and you'll leave with a strategy that will help you get started on your purpose journey, whether we decide to go forward with the program or not. So pretty much it's a win-win type deal. <laughs> But I'm so excited to be able to offer this program. I know so many women who are ready to move into that next, who are ready to um, answer that call for more, but just aren't sure how to get started. And so I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait to get started on this journey. And um, I'll see you soon. Ladies, did you enjoy that episode or what? Did this episode speak to you in some kind of way? I would absolutely love to hear about it. Y'all know it does my heart good when you subscribe and you share this podcast with someone else that you know can absolutely benefit from it. Y'all, we are out here connecting, walking in our purpose and encouraging each other along the way. I love meeting with you every week and I'd love to stay further connected. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tisha underscore talks and to visit my website, www.tishatalks.org. You'll find the podcast, you'll find other videos, and you'll find other courses and classes and workshops, conferences, the list goes on and on to the things that we are currently doing so that we can further connect beyond this weekly podcast. So ladies, without further ado, I want you guys to walk fully in everything that you've been called to align your passion with your purpose and go out there and get everything that has your name on it. Talk to you later.